Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I remember a number of years ago, I couldn't put the exact year upon it, but I took a call here on The Opinion Line from a woman called Ursula. And her name sticks in my head. Her name was Ursula, and she wanted to tell me how her life, but not just her life, the life of her entire family, had been affected by something that I had heard of, but knew nothing about. It was Lyme's disease, or Lyme, or Lyme's, comes and goes across various different... Some people call it Lyme, some people call it Lyme's. Caused by a tick bite. And Ursula, is ent- her entire family had been affected by Lyme's disease and it had manifested itself in many different ways throughout the family, many different symptoms and I knew nothing about it and it be- when we talked to Ursula, the response was enormous, even a friend of mine messaged me to say, I have that and I think I'm going to go blind from it so we developed a huge interest here in it on the opinion line Avril uh, and Anne are going to talk to me about it today because it didn't go away, you know, with COVID-19. Uh, I'll bring in, am I going to Anne or Avril first, Fiona? Just let me know in my ear. In Avril first. Okay, Avril McDonald. Avril, good morning to you. Hi, PJ. How are you? Good. Now, you have Lyme's disease. How long have you had it and how does it affect you? Um, a long, long time. Um, I think I got bitten when I was about 17 and at the time, I didn't really know. And then as the years kind of went on, kind of symptoms were building and then kind of hitting the end of the mid to late 20s, I started getting really, really sick and I got diagnosed then. And I'm still not well. I have received treatment in Ireland and abroad, but I'm still not right. What kind of treatment have you have you, given, have you been to Dr. Lambert, for example? Yeah, I have. And um, he was the one who diagnosed me. Um, I went through treatment with him. Um, I did got a number of different um, supplemental. I did antibiotic treatment. I did, um, and then I went. I went to Germany as well and I got stem cells. So I kind of did an array of different treatments, and um, I have improved slightly, but nothing significant. And in what ways does it affect you? Well, I think number one for me, um, the main symptom is that crushing fatigue. It's just. It's insane. It's like um, it's like you have the flu mixed with being hungover, mixed with like you haven't slept in days. It's that it's. I never knew what tiredness was until kind of feeling this fatigue, and um, that would be my main. And then I have pain, that joint pain, 
then it just affects you, like your head can be a fuzzy. It's just, it can be very much multi-systemic. And you know, for me, I can kind of wax and wane. Mm. If I push myself, I will kind of fall flat on my back. But I think it, mine can affect people kind of in different ways. But for me, the crushing fatigue is the worst. Like I said, I can live with the pain. Yeah. But the crushing fatigue is, like if I could get that gone, yeah. it would be amazing. But that's what kind of controls me, do you know? I know. And before you got the diagnosis from, from mm-hmm. Dr. Lambert, like, what did you think was going on? How did your doctors... Your GP, for example, what did they say to you? Um, well, I'm a scientist, and for me, when I started getting sick, and um, when I started getting really, really sick, I was like, I need answers. So I was always passionate about trying to get answers. I work in the hospital, it's like, right, I'm going to get my bloods done, I'm going to see if anything comes up, and nothing came up in the routine blood. Um, I had a very, very good GP, and um, I'm from Dublin, I lived in Dublin at the time, and now in Cork. But I had a very young GP and he respected me and I respected him and I said, this one, I'm not well. He's like, right, we just looked it down and we'll go through an array of different disciplines. Take off as we go. It's basically a, a kind of eradicating first what I don't have. So I kind of went around different disciplines, uh, with neurology, gerontology, everything. And we kept coming up with like, everything's fine, your clothes are fine, your tests are fine, MRI is clear. So they're kind of ruining out the likes of MS um, and any other things, kind of really sinister. And then I kind of, like, through digging myself and my mom was digging as well that we came across Dr. Lambert in, in the Manor Hospital and he was kind of looking into people with that kind of chronic fatigue. And I went to him and he basically, he, he just took one look at me and he was like, and here my story was like, okay, I, I pretty much know what you have, but do a few tests and some co-infections came back and then he started treating me and then he did another test and it confirmed the line. Um, Had you ever me, heard of Lyme's disease at that stage ever? No, and even like I did a lot of kind of medical science in, in college and a lot of medical infection and we never, I never heard of Lyme. Um, and then it's only when we started digging I kind of came across numbers that I kind of was kind of reading up and hearing people similar stories mainly abroad and then I kind of like came in to talking to Lyme support groups in Ireland then I started getting educated on it and then I think with power of lines yeah. really read into it like it is a fascinating um, infection from a scientific point of view but when you have it you do want to know everything there is yeah. to know to educate yourself and I'm sure you know? there were times when you were very frightened wondering what the hell is wrong with me and no one oh, can yeah. find anything yeah Oh, no, oh, definitely, because first of all, when I got sick when I was 17, um, I got told it was all in my head. It was just anxiety, depression, the range just after I did my immune search. So I was kind of, antidepressants were fired at me. And then, like, as the years went on and I was in college and the fatigue kept building, and I just kind of fogged a lot. It's nothing like now. I can see all the symptoms building over the years. Yeah. But, yeah, like, you kind of, like, you get yourself go, is it just me? Is this one I'm like? Am I the person who's always tired? Then you kind of go, okay, it's an on in my head. And then you're like, no, like nobody knows your own body like you do. So if something, if alarm bells are ringing, you're kind of like, no, there's something. And I remember at the time when I was working in the lab, I worked with a lot of doctors. And one, and I was really close, to was like, listen, if you're being scoffed off, if you're being told, it's kind of like, 
of this kind of pain or it might be fibromyalgia, it might be chronic fatigue. There's always a root problem. Yeah. I'm digging, digging, digging yeah. to get answers. And that's what really motivated me to get answers. But there's always a reason why someone is feeling yeah. the way no, they do. No, nothing just happens. Stay there for me, Avril. I'm going to bring in mm-hmm. uh, Anne Maher, who is the administrator of Lime Chat era. It was only within a few days of talking to Ursula, I was introduced to a Facebook group called TikTok and and, and this, the, the numbers of people um, and affected nationwide is huge. Good morning. Hi, PJ. Um, thank you for having this, uh, discussing this subject again. And I remember your interview with Ursula, actually. Um, um, yeah, I I was admin on TikTok uh, for some years, and uh, my husband died in 2017, so I took a step back, and I got so many queries from people just looking to have a chat or to have you know someone a shoulder to lean on. I set up that little Facebook page, Lime Chat Era, and we have 620 people there now. Yeah. How, how and, has the line uh, affected you, Anne? How long do you have it? Um, <clears throat> it's a long story, PJ. Um, I was a fit and healthy person, did the mini marathon in 95, and I went to my nephew's wedding that September. And I hadn't been feeling well before I travelled home, and then I was so fatigued, I said, God, is this jet lag, or no one ever said it was this bad. Um and I was just flattened. I wasn't able to get out of the bed. I, you know, in your head when you wake up, you think you're fine, and then you go to sit up and get out, and you just have to lie down again. Um, uh, like I'd force, we had forced school going children at the time, and you'd be trying to make an effort, and I just didn't know what was going on. And I had small giant pain and every sort of breathlessness and everything and then in the start of 97 I got well they called it Bell's palsy but to be honest I call call it facial paralysis because I still have it it has it's a permanent thing with me sometimes people get it and they recover after a few months but I still have have it um and I was, looked at the shopping list, the symptoms were growing and growing, and my GP was absolutely wonderful trying to do research to find out what was up. And by chance, one Sunday night, he saw a documentary about Lyme disease on BBC, and he phoned me the next morning, come straight into him. And he'd done all the tests, and of course they were negative, and he referred me to an infectious disease uh, person in Dublin. Um, my tests were negative, so they told me I didn't have Lyme disease. Right. Even though uh, Bell's palsy is one of the more serious um, neurological symptoms of Lyme disease. Right. Yeah, so um, in 2003, I borrowed money in the credit union, and my family and friends had a whip around, and I went to see this doctor in Switzerland who I had heard through an English support group was Lyme literate. So I went there and I had tests done in Basel Hospital, uh, had a brain scan and it was at high risk of stroke. Wow. Uh, and she and the doctor done tests in Switzerland, Germany and the States. And um, I had vasculitis on my brain or in my brain, <laughs> you see it, I had Lyme disease and mycoplasma fermentants, which is 
kind of a native co-infection to New Jersey where I was. Mm-hmm. So, um, to be honest, I, I'm a sort of lucky, even though I'm not, I'm not 100%. I mean, I'm an OAP now, and um, that's a long time ago, but I'm able to manage. Yeah. But only from my GP, he followed uh, guidance from that doctor in Switzerland would prescribe a meds and everything and and just got me back on my feet a bit. So, so yeah. how are you so, now? I mean, do you still have a legacy from this? I do. And like uh, I've had acute renal failure over the years. I've been diagnosed with costochondritis, myositis, and I have vertigo and balance, and balance issues, which I get now and then. All caused by a tick bite when you went for a walk around the time of the wedding. Yeah, and and, you know, it's it's the my cranial nerves are inflamed, and that's to just flare up every so often, you know. That must be very painful. Uh, It is, and then my face and my throat swell up. So, um, this GP before before he retired, he decided to um, try a low dose antibiotic. So. Mm. That's what I'm doing now to keep it try yeah. under control, yeah. because he couldn't he couldn't be responsible if I got that throat swelling in my sleep and I didn't wake up. And the thing you is, know what, I mean? what we now know through through the work of 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 the brilliant Dr. Lambert in Dublin is that if it's caught Absolutely. early enough, you just throw antibiotics that's at it. it, and you uh, can you can that's actually it make and it pe- go away. And people can get back to work, and there's no help. Like there's no supports. There's no nothing. Yeah no knowledge of it and and i met dr lambert for the first time in 2016 at a conference in port leash that he came to and to be honest um i hadn't i'm not his patient i hadn't met him before then but we've had umpteen meetings eroctus meetings and meeting with a particular health minister in 2015 and junior minister Um, you know, and conferences and awareness rallies outside Leinster House. And to be honest, I have a letter in front of me, and it is from, it was a, a PQ from 2005 when Mary Harney was Minister for Health. And the question was asked by Sean O'Farrell. I think he's our county caller now. Cor- he's a county caller at the moment, yeah. Yeah, and nothing. After all them years, um, nothing. Okay. Yeah. Now, just, I'm going to let you both go, but, and you're there, and Avril, you're listening. Like, d- d- you're not alone. There are hundreds of people like you. And how does it... Hundreds, does, do, thousands. Avril, does it make it any easier to know that? Or does it make you angry that more isn't being done? Bit about like it's nice that we have a community there, but it's uh, it doesn't make you angry that you just hear like I I just don't stop hearing of the new cases. People going through exactly what we go through, yeah. and it's just you know, people shouldn't go through this. We shouldn't have to yeah. keep fighting when we're so ill to use our voice to get ourselves heard and now get other people who are sure. ill in going through what we went through. Okay. For them to be heard, it's just not right. Like you feel really let down and failed by the okay. system, basically. You know. Right. Okay, Avril and Anne, Avril McDonald uh, and Anne Maher. I leave you there. Uh, we both mentioned, we all mentioned, Professor Jack Lambert, who we got to know very well 
during the pandemic, of course, a regular on the opinion line. But before that, the first time he was ever on the opinion line was when we tracked him down, uh, Fergal tracked him down, and we spoke to him first. He would be considered, would Professor Jack Lambert, the leading expert in the treatment of Lyme in the whole of Ireland. And in fact, he's a man who on his own, virtually on his own, is changing lives with his treatment of Lyme. And uh, for this programme, I've been speaking with Jack, and I'll let you hear that next. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 083-396-9696. On Quartz 96 FM. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Dr. Lambert, when I first spoke to you on the opinion line about Lyme disease, a number of years ago now, pre-pandemic, you said to me that the health system, in your view, was well behind the curve. Do you still hold that opinion? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's very little recognition of Lyme disease. I mean, most most doctors that I I encounter say, "Oh, you know, does Lyme exist in Ireland?" You know, many of them say, "Well, it's only in America. It's not in Europe, and it is in Europe." And then they're not aware that there are ticks in Ireland, or they're not aware that ticks carry bacteria, you know, uh, including Lyme disease. So there's a, there's there's a huge you know kind of educational need to upscale the skills and understanding of the medical community on tick-borne infections and the most serious obviously is Lyme disease which is caused caused by a tick bite. Hmm. Does there appear to be 
uh, some resistance to accept the, the situation. Yeah, there really is, you know, and that's, that's, that's the confusing part, you know. It's more than an infectious disease. It's, it's, it's almost a, a political thing, you know, in lots of ways. Or, a, you know, if, if a patient comes and says, I think I've got Lyme disease, I, I mean, uh, the, the, the medical practitioner, in my experience, often just refuses to do a Lyme test or puts the patients who think they've got Lyme disease into that crazy bin. They must be crazy because they think they have Lyme disease. So yeah, it's beyond an infectious disease. There's there's issues beyond that, and that's my experience of the patients' experience have really bad experiences when when they raise the issue of Lyme disease uh, to to many consultants and and GPs. Every time we discuss it on the program, Jack, we're inundated with people saying, "Is that what's wrong with me? I've been sick on and off for a very long time." We were shocked to, the, to, to discover the, the extent of it out there when we first began to, to speak about it. It's strange that, the, that the, the system doesn't seem to recognize it yet. I assume that during the pandemic, uh, things got worse for people. Well, I think it is because people weren't in care. But also people were told, you know, stay out of the city, stay out, stay, you know, stay away from other people. So a lot of more people went out into the country, out into, you know, the areas exactly where the ticks were. And I think there's probably been an upsurge in people being bitten by ticks because they've been actually out in the community, um, in, in, in communities where, you know, ticks are prevalent. Yeah. And then global warming. I mean, the, things have changed in the last number of years. So, so there's a longer seasons for ticks to survive. Animals are living closer to you know closer to humans. So I think that I mean the story is is that I mean tick-borne infections are increasing all over the world uh, for lots of reasons, and probably including global warming and inclu- including the COVID pandemic. Yeah, because as you said, I mean we were encouraged to get out into nature, to get out into the country, to walk, and people went to woodlands and meadows, and no doubt. Hundreds, if not more, people uh, got bitten. For for some of them, it was fine, but for others, they're sick and they don't know why they're sick. Yeah, and that's a challenge. It's like, like, like. I mean, I, I talk to doctors, and you know, I, or I talk to patients who have talked to doctors, and they say, "Well, you can't have Lyme disease. You never saw a tick." Well, ticks are the size of a sesame seed. Fifteen percent of people remember a tick bite. The next thing they say is that, "Oh, you never had this classic bullseye rash." Well. Studies have shown 30 to 70% of people get the rash, not 100%. And then finally, the antibody test, you know, if you look at the studies, it only picks up between, you know, 30 and 70% as well. So, so what's reported to the government is a tiny number of cases. Yeah. Um, but actually, the numbers that actually are out there in Ireland are probably 10 to 20 times higher than reported numbers. So, the government reports 20 cases a year. There's probably, our calculations, 2,500, wow. not, you know, two, not, not 20. But if you don't remember, see the tick, you don't see the rash, you don't have a positive antibody, then you're, you've got pain all over, you're given a diagnosis of fibromyalgia, you've got funny neurological stuff, the neurologist can't figure out, they come up with a term, functional neurological disorder, which means to me, you're making it up, or they've got chronic fatigue syndrome. Well, you know, people with long COVID have chronic fatigue syndrome, but they don't have chronic fatigue syndrome. They're fatigued because of they got COVID mm. and they've got brain damage. The same thing with Lyme disease. I don't think it's satisfactory just to give somebody a diagnosis of 
chronic fatigue syndrome, there has to be a reason for somebody who was a superstar one year before who all of a sudden has chronic fatigue syndrome. There has to be a reason for this, mm. not just giving them a label of chronic fatigue and saying, get over it, it can't be Lyme disease. Mm. Is there a definitive test that, that should be used? And that's the challenge. That's the challenge. You know, if you get COVID, you, you, you stick a swab up your nose, you get a PCR test. A PCR test or an antigen test indicates active viral replication. There is no test like that for Lyme disease because mm. the, the, the bacteria is deep down in the tissues. You can't do a piece, you know, you can't biopsy somebody's brain or somebody's joint or this or that. So you're dependent upon antibody tests and antibody tests don't always show positive. So that's the challenge. So, so that's where the debate is, I think, in many situations. But even situations when somebody gets a classic tick bite, they get a classic rash, this bullseye rash, you know, I just saw a case this week. The GP says, oh, you've got the rash, um, but if you, wait until you develop symptoms. Well, you don't need to wait until you develop symptoms. If you've got a rash, that means that the bacteria is in your skin. You should go on antibiotics. But GPs, this particular GP didn't prescribe the antibiotics. Then the patient gets pains all over their body and their neck. And they went to the GP and they said, well, we'll now wait for the antibody test to come back. And the antibody test was negative. So... The GP did it wrong at three different stages there. So some GPs are great, but I think there's an... Uh, but, but this particular GP I'm mentioning, who actually was in the UK, I, I saw a patient from the UK this week, missed it totally. And it was a year later, the patient was just devastated because it was a missed diagnosis. And it's curable with antibiotics. And, and the, the longer it's left undiagnosed and untreated, the more damage it's doing, correct? Absolutely. And... and, and if the, the Irish guidance is Lyme disease is easy to diagnose, it's easy to treat, and even if you don't treat it, it spontaneously goes away. I mean, this is the comments that I've seen made. It's wrong. Mm. Yeah, there's data coming out now from Johns Hopkins and elsewhere that this it's, it's like long COVID. It, if you don't treat it, it causes this inflammatory immunological condition. It's a miserable condition for people. And, and when you don't see any abnormal results, eventually... Doctors will kind of put you in the, you must be crazy because you've come to see me too many times, your symptoms don't make sense. So it's, it's really hard for patients to, mm. to, to have to deal with this kind of stuff. I, if I was a patient, you know, and I got the summer flu, uh, you know, I think that, and the GP just says, get over it. And then a year later, I'm, I'm out of work riddled in pain and I'm being told I'm seeking, you know, care. Uh, for psychiatric reasons, I mean, that's, that's really hard for patients to handle. I think it makes mm. more sense for the healthcare providers to say, you know, we know there's something wrong, we'll continue to work with you to, to figure it out, rather than saying all your tests are normal, there's nothing wrong with you, mm. and give you a label that doesn't fit. Is it still yourself, uh, Dr. Lambert, ploughing a lone furrow, if you like, in, in this, in Ireland? Well, I think it is because, like I said, I mean, I've done my homework in this. And like I said, Lyme is not easy to diagnose. It's not easy to treat. And it does persist for years and years. And the, the guidelines say just treat for a couple of weeks. But not everybody gets better with a couple of weeks. Sometimes people need longer courses of treatment. And, you know, most of my colleagues say, oh, there's no evidence that longer treatment works. But we treat every other infectious disease for as long as it takes to get people better. But with Lyme disease... Like, you know, that, that people just say, you've had your treatment, we can't give you more. So, yeah, so it is a challenge. And, but there is new data coming out from America, which is good, mm. um, on, because people have not 
funded and resourced and studies Lyme disease, but it's changing in America. Private, you know, um, foundations have started funding big institutes like Stanford and Johns Hopkins and Columbia University and Tulane University, and they're coming out with a lot of information that really support the fact that it, you know, better diagnostics, the fact that it is hard to diagnose, the fact that it can persist for years and years, the fact that there's other infections besides Lyme disease that you get from a tick bite. So there's good data coming out um, that really support the patients that you're seeing that are saying, you know, I'm sick, I'm unwell, I'm miserable, and the medical profession is just saying that I'm making it up. But there's good scientific data coming out saying that these patients have real illnesses mm. and there's lots of scientific data coming out to support it. So I think things will change in the next couple of years. Here's hoping. Um, you must be relieved to be able to get back to something that you're so passionate about, like uh, Lyme disease, after uh, a couple of very long and hard years with COVID. And before I let you go, I just want to, to, to um, ask you about the decision uh, from Neffet uh, communicated to the government that it's time to go easy on the masks, as it were, that they're now a guidance rather than, than mandatory. What's your view on that, Doctor? Well, I think the first message is we've pushed the vaccines so far. Vaccines, vaccines will prevent the end all and then people will be able to throw away the masks. You know, these vaccines prevent severe disease. They don't prevent people from being infected. The things that prevent people from being infected are masks and hand washing. So um, I think that's really an important message. I know healthcare workers with three vaccinations who, who have had two episodes of COVID in the last two months, okay? So you're still catching COVID. They're not that sick from it, but they're out of work for 10. They've been out of work for almost a month, you know. So vaccines prevent serious disease. So that's good news. That got us through the last couple of years. But now moving forward, um, you take, if you're going to take your mask off and just throw caution to the wind, you're going to catch COVID. And you're going to get sick and you, and you may get long COVID with all the symptoms that patients with, you know, chronic Lyme get. It's, you know, long, I call it long Lyme, long COVID. Um, so, so you can do that, but, but I'm going to continue to wear a mask. Mm. Now, I don't think, I, I agree that maybe it shouldn't be legislated, but I just think common sense is wear a mask. You don't want to get sick. You don't want to be out of, your kids out of school, you out of a job, you know, for months and months, or maybe get long COVID, you know, from getting recurrent infections. And then on top of that, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be coughing on a bus and spreading it to other immunocompromised people. So I just think the message should be is that use common sense, you know, continue to use a mask um, or take your chances. All right. Dr. Lambert, thank you as always for being with us on The Opinion Line. It's always a pleasure. Okay, thank you. Uh, part, uh, Professor Jack Lambert, based at uh, Matter Hospital and the UCD School of Medicine, just talking about COVID there at the very end, but the, he would be the leading authority and the leading doctor uh, treating Lyme disease in Ireland. Corks 96 FM. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.